Before history is written, it's played. Before it's frozen in time, it's fought one shift at a time. Before it's etched in silver, it's carved in ice. What happens next will last forever. The Stanley Cup Final on ABC and ESPN Plus begins Saturday. With threats to our nation waiting around every corner, adaptability is more important than ever. When conditions change without notice, quick strategic thinking is crucial. And with obstacles consistently impending, determination is essential in overcoming them. It's this willingness, decisiveness, and resilience that sets Marines apart. With our fighting spirit, we don't just fight battles, we win them. Marines are the constant our nation counts on to fight the unknown. And through adaptable problem solving, we do just that. Learn more at Marines.com. This episode is brought to you by Shopify. Whether you're selling a little or a lot, Shopify helps you do your thing, however you cha-ching. From the launch your online shop stage, all the way to the we just hit a million orders stage. No matter what stage you're in, Shopify's there to help you grow. Sign up for a $1 per month trial period at shopify.com slash special offer, all lowercase. That's shopify.com slash special offer. Thanks for choosing this free Anfield Index podcast. If you'd prefer to listen to this or any of our other shows without adverts, then now's the time to check out Anfield Index Pro. With AI Pro, you can supercharge your entire listening experience. You'll not only get all of our podcasts without the ads, but you'll have them far faster with our quick publish feature available exclusively for subscribers. AI Pro also puts you in the heart of our sound studio, with an option to listen to many of our shows live and interact with the podcasters in real time as the shows are recording. Upgrading couldn't be easier. AI Pro is available on all popular podcast platforms, and we have our own apps for Apple and Android. Just head on over to AnfieldIndexPro.com and get started today. Hello and welcome to the Daily Red, your lunchtime catch-up on all things Liverpool FC on a Tuesday when the hits just keep on coming. So, yesterday we found out that Luis Diaz will be out until after the World Cup. Uh, the knee injury suffered as a result of Thomas Partey mauling him um, will keep him out for the remainder of the games up until the World Cup break. He will return to training at some point during that World Cup break. That is less than ideal, considering he has been our best player this season by a fairly considerable margin, if we're being honest. And um, the rest of our attack doesn't really seem to know what they're doing most of the time. So he will miss Rangers, City, West Ham, Forest, Ajax, Leeds, Napoli, Tottenham, Derby and Southampton. That's a lot of games. Two, four, six, eight, ten. Ten games Luis Diaz will miss. We got news today. Joel Matip is expected to be out for two weeks. So if we get lucky, which is unlikely, uh, Joel will miss City, West Ham, Forest and I Rangers, City, West Ham, Forest and Ajax. And potentially be back for Leeds. Trent, it looks like about three weeks. So that's Rangers, City, 
West Ham, Forest, Ajax, Leeds, Napoli. And he should then be back for Spurs. That's not ideal. That's not ideal at all. We have two players in the squad that can play right back at an acceptable level with Trent out. One of them is Joe Gomez, who's injury prone. And one of them is Calvin Ramsey, who's been out since the beginning of preseason and hasn't played for us yet, hasn't played for the under-21s yet. That's not ideal at all. With Matip out, our centre-back options are Ibu and Virgil. And with Gomez needed at right back, the only other option is Nat Phillips. But people will tell you that there hasn't been failures in squad planning. So, you know, just keep that in mind. Um, yeah, th this is this is a bad time all round. And, you know, when you go back and re-watch that game from the weekend and the injuries obviously pile on to a really poor performance. But I think the most infuriating thing is just the ineptitude of the officials. So obviously we know that Gabriel Jesus dived to win that penalty. If you watch that replay, Thiago makes minimal, minimal contact with his foot. Jesus lands, is fine, and then throws himself on the ground. He stands and then throws himself on the ground. There's nothing wrong with him. It's a pathetic attempt to win a penalty that Michael Oliver, who is a terrible referee, falls for. We know that Gabriel handled the ball very blatantly. If you look at the screenshots frame by frame, as Jota tries to lift the ball over him, his hand is outstretched, which, again, anyway, is an unnatural position. But when his hand touches the ball, he's moved his hand up quite substantially, brought his hand to the ball, and that clearly should have been a penalty. But I think the most flagrant one is their first goal, funnily enough, in which you can see in real time that Bakayo Saka is offside. You can see that he is offside. But apparently, according to Dale Johnson at ESPN, who does the the VAR column every week. The Hawkeye cameras that are used to capture, to capture images for offside, there are five of them uh, located down the touchline, and none of them were in a position to pick up Bakayo Saka, and therefore they couldn't draw the lines to see if he was offside or not. Well, that's an absolute disgrace. That's an absolute disgrace. So you're just going to give the goal, even though you can see by looking at the footage that he's offside, you're just going to give the goal and not call it back. A shambles. 
three big decisions on which that game hinged and all of them went Arsenal's way. And yet we're supposed to believe that this is some very good team because they beat us on a day when we played really badly. With competent officials, we beat them 3-1. Just consider that. If the three decisions go the way they should have gone, Martinelli doesn't score the opening goal. Darwin scores... Saka equalizes. No, sorry, I'm wrong. We get a penalty. So Martinelli doesn't score. We get a penalty. Salah would have scored. That's 1 0. Darwin would have made it 2. Saka would have made it 2 1. Bobby would have made it 3 1. That's all she wrote. We would have won the game 3 1. And we played terribly. So when people try and tell you this Arsenal team are something special, they really aren't. They really aren't. Uh, this is Anfield. Is full of joy today. Um, pieces about Joel. Pieces about Trent and their injuries. Um, obviously, Naby still injured. Ox still injured. But apparently they're upping their training as we go. Robbo's back in training. Curtis is back in training. So that's positive. But obviously, Arthur is having surgery. And that is not ideal. Um, Seth Vandenberg has also had surgery. Uh, he's had an ankle injury, which, you know, you'd hope that he can recover uh, fairly quickly. Young player, you do want him to uh, to get himself back on track. By all accounts, was playing quite well for Schalke, having done very well on loan at Preston uh, in previous seasons. Um, punch drunk Liverpool cannot capitulate further this sounds like it might end up in a hold my beer moment on Liverpool.com Liverpool have wildcard wild Luis Diaz fix as Jurgen Klopp should make drastic change when you use the word drastic you lose me Um, Liverpool have no option in brutal transfer call as Champions League club want Roberto Firmino Liverpool are about to reset 41 million signing as Luis Diaz injury. I assume this is Jota going back out to the left wing. Barcelona want transfer of 52 million Liverpool man. Naby Keita by the looks of it as Jude Bellingham questions Jurgen Klopp. Let's have a gander at the El Media Digest. Uh, the list of games that Diaz will be out for. Uh, Naby Keita apparently along with Ilke Gundogan someone that Barcelona are looking at. Oh, it's just speculative nonsense about Bellingham. There's nothing There's nothing in this uh, at all. So no point in really wasting any time. Over on AnfieldIndex.com, we have a new scouted up ahead of Rangers. Uh, as you can imagine, it's a joyful occasion. Uh, we have the post-match Nina Kaiser show. If you want to listen to that from the Arsenal game, we have Raw, myself, Trev, and Harry Sethi um, going on tangents about the Arsenal game. The Scouts are Tommy's pod as well, worth your while. Give that one a listen. Lower league bingo chance. Jim and Jay, always a very good pod. This is particularly good. 
So do give that one a listen. And uh, yeah, that's about it really for today. There isn't a whole lot. We've got this game tomorrow. And frankly, if we lose, it would be probably... It would probably be one of the lowest points we've had under this ownership. Losing to that shower. Because they're awful. They're, they're a championship level squad. There's a couple of players there who could play Premier League football regularly. And the rest is championship level players. And I know that because they bought them from championship level clubs. And they weren't players who were pulling up trees in the championship. We have to win this game. Have to. Because we're going to need 10 points in all likelihood to get through. And we have to go to Ajax after this. That's going to be difficult enough. Now, they've not been great this season, and, and Napoli did go there and thump them. But Napoli might be one of the most informed teams in Europe, or are one of the most informed teams in Europe this season. And we're garbage this season. And um, then we have to play Napoli last, which I don't think many of us are looking forward to. Um, another 4-1 win there at the weekend for Napoli, doing this with their number nine, Victor Osman, who you'll remember absolutely rinsed us before having to go off injured. He is still out injured. And yet they're just battering teams. They beat um they beat Cremonese 4-1 at the weekend. Before that, they beat Napoli. Uh, sorry, they beat Ajax 6-1. They beat Torino 3-1. They beat AC Milan, the reigning champions in Milan. They hammered Rangers 3-0, snuck by Spezia, and then obviously whooped us 4-1. Um, they look particularly good right now. Top of Serie A, top of their group in this Champions League, unbeaten this season in the two major competitions. What what does that feel like, I wonder? Um, scoring goals for fun, not conceding a whole bunch. We don't want to go into that game needing anything. So you've got to win tomorrow night, get a point in Amsterdam and just count your blessings and hope that when the Champions League restarts in the new year, this Liverpool team looks entirely different to what it looks like right now. And uh, with that joyous thought, I will leave you. Enjoy the rest of your day. Don't do anything too foolish. And we will see you here tomorrow to uh, prepare for the worst, but hope for the best. Bye-bye. We hope you enjoyed listening to this Anfield Index show. Please be sure to subscribe to our channel so future podcasts find their way to your device automatically. There's nothing quite like fan engagement, and we'd love to know what you think of anything discussed on this show. The best way to get in touch is over on our free Discord community, where both podcasters and listeners debate the hottest LFC topics 24-7. Sign up free now at anfieldindex.com forward slash discord. You won't regret it. You can also follow us on Twitter at Anfield Index and find us on Facebook by searching for Anfield Index. Oh, and before you go, 
we'd love it if you could leave us a five-star review on your favourite podcast app. It only takes a couple of seconds, and it means the world to the people who create these free shows. Sports Social Podcast Network.